Last week, I found myself in a couple precarious situations, the type of situations that could go left at a drop of a dime. I'm talking about road rage. And both of these situations was really no fault of my own. And with this, this just brings me to my next point. The first situation, you know, I'm going a respectable five over the speed limit. You know, some dude gets from behind me, gets on the side of me, then just gets, you know, passes me up. You know, I just continue just doing what I'm doing. I gets even with him. I look to the left. I guess he thought I was looking at him for a second too long. He just started mouthing out shit, talking crazy to me. So naturally, I'm just start laughing at him. I just tell him some shit back. But I can see why he'd be mad, you know what I'm saying? He was in a rust bucket. And his baby mom was subpar. You got to watch yourself in these situations, people. Because when dudes get in front of their old lady or any type of ladies, they get extra macho man Randy Savage. The next situation was this chick. You know what I'm saying? She just gives me the finger, you know, er, a later, let, ladder down in the week. You know what I'm saying? And I just rolled on my window. I'm like, bro, what, what's up with that? She was like, I got low profile ties. You just cut me off. And y'all, I honestly did not cut this young lady off. She just was on some other shit. And I say all this to say, y'all, you got to watch out, bro, because these road rage situations could be the demise of a lot of people. And like my pops always say, you got to be a defensive driver, bro. You got to drive out for everybody, even if it's not your fault. People out there wild, bro. I say, whoa, welcome to the Best Friend Weekend Podcast. It's your man, Aldo. Nice. Wash your boy Los, aka CAP. And we just have a special guest on just for this episode. It's our homeboy. You can introduce yourself. It's, it's just Devon. I ain't got no special <laughs> intro. Just Devon. <laughs> per, um. per usual, just Devon um, hopping on with us, man. Look, Devon, I'm going to throw it to you, man. What do you think about Rumble's thoughts on Road Rage, man? Uh, Man. I'm from Houston, so I'm always careful about road rage because too many people out here got guns and too many people be shooting people. <laughs> Whatever. I saw, I've seen too many videos of Houston people popping out and getting in a fight and then and guns. So I'm always wary of the road rage. I mean, for for me, I've definitely been in a situation where people had road rage against me because I will dip and dab in front of you. <laughs> I but I won't put you in danger. But if you if you lagging. If I catch you lacking, bro, you know I'm 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 in there because I don't I don't wait in lines. You know how when you uh getting off six ten to go to fifty nine south, I'm not waiting that long line. Oh, nobody waits. I'm that just going. Who waits? No. Yeah. So I, I'm yeah I'm I'm just going I'm just going to slide in, and 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 when you when you looking down at your phone, I'll be over in your spot. I mean, I, but I got my I got later honked the horn at me for five straight minutes. I feel like it's so, only wrong if you stop they flow of traffic. Like, if I get in front of you and yeah. you got to tap your brake, I'm wrong. But if I ease in front of you and nothing happened, man, that's the flow of traffic. So, I mean, my first one of my first um, things that I learned about city driving was just this. Nobody really want to get in the wreck. So, if you, no. <laughs> like, like sometimes <laughs> you just stick your head in there, man. You just be assertive. And you can really do what you want to do. But I get your idea about Some- etiquette. 
about there is yeah. etiquette involved with it. But like if I pull up to like you said, if I'm pulling up to 59 going towards downtown and then it's, you could either go to that 529 spur or you could keep going on 59 and all the traffic yeah. is on the right. I'm driving mm-hmm. up to the end of the beginning of the line and I'm yeah. sticking my little head in there because nobody really want to get in the wreck. <laughs> yeah, nobody really want to get everybody. Everybody don't want to get pregnant, but I think. But you, you, every now and then, you'll catch that person who trying to have that baby. Oh yeah, yeah, they got some. I, I mean, I'm saying it. I'm saying when I say nobody, I mean really, you know, most rational minded individuals. Yeah, most don't people don't. Yeah, most people. Yeah, yeah, most people. Yeah, most people don't want to get in the wreck. Um. So another thing that he touched on that that just made too much sense was if you add the road rage factor. To the stunting mm-hmm. in front of your old lady factor. Oh, boy. He said a man hey. was in a rust bucket and his old lady was so pop, but he was in front of his old lady. His old yeah. lady. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Or, or even a little dude, you, you catch a little youngster. Them little youngsters, uh, uh, what it was, Monday, um, little youngster had tried to poke his head in there, little, little uh, El Mexicano. He was like, nah, you're not getting in here. Hey, buddy, buddy, how he hopped out of his car and he gave him the, the finger gun. Like, you hit my car, I'm going to shoot you. Ooh. Oh. Little youngster. And he was in the wrong. He was right in front of me. Oh. He ain't had no gun because if he did, he pulled it. But, you know, yeah, them, you know, them, you get to catch a little youngster. He with the shit. Yeah, man. that's true. That's true. Yeah, I mean, youngster with the shit. I get that. I get that. But, I mean, I guess, like you said, Royal Rage is, a, um, is an issue that's going to be regardless of, like, age or whatever people get pissed off and then yeah. whips and it is what it is man look oh, yeah. i told you the other day i was um this ain't got road rage in it but you know sometimes you just be nervous i told him uh i was telling this story to los this weekend i was out running getting my little regular jog on you know getting it in uh-huh. and i was coming back in the neighborhood and the dude pulled his car up next to me and then he hopped out stopped the car next to me hopped out and then walked around towards the back door and i'm running and I just stopped yep. and turned around and looked at him like, Aubrey. Like, oh shit, I'm I'm a Maude Aubrey. What are you about to do? Yeah, he about to he about to take me out. Like, yeah. how how I get out of this? And um, so I'm just walking like walking backwards away from him. And I'm like, when he pull out that mm-hmm. tool, I'm gonna have to hop one of these fences. Like yeah. that's what I mean. I don't know why he want to murk me, but he here for me. You just never know. And then he opened that back door and readjusted his son's little seatbelt and then he got back to the car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, man, shout out my boy Raj, bro. He uh he got a dog. What happened? Yeah, uh, so like we said, the road rage is a real thing, man. And low-profile tires, man. Explain that to me real quick. That just means you, you got more rim than tire? Yeah. That that, 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 that means when you, you go and you buy a car and you're not satisfied with what's on the ground. You're four on the ground at the moment. So what you do is you go buy some tires that rims are not supposed to go on your car. Mm. So you have to get like the thinnest tires you can possibly find, like rubber bands. <laughs> they put big black rubber bands on their rim, and then they stick them on your car. And the thing that they do, especially in Houston, they know you're going to be back. So they give you a deal on that, right? They give you a deal. And they just keep charging you every month for a new tire, cause you or a new rim to fix your rim, cause it's bent all the time. Yeah, it's like a it's like a rim subscription service. Yeah, basically. <laughs> That's basically all. It's like net. It's like Netflix, but add like two hundred dollars onto it. That's why when you be like at any like Camden apartment complex, they always got a <laughs> nice car. 
that be taking forever to go over the speed bumps. Like I'm like, dog, yeah. why are you taking a minute to get your first wheel over the speed bump? Like that's what that is. Yeah. yeah. But you stand in the if he, you stand if, in the if, if, he hit a, if he hit the crack, you know those cracks when you get to the bridge, that little bloop. When you get to the bridge on 59, <laughs> every, <laughs> every time you hit those, he gotta get a new tire. So he just take uh he just <laughs> he just take Gessner everywhere. That's all it is. Gessner and Maine. <laughs> Are these dudes related to the dudes who um, have to every time they go out of town got to drive their car? Or do they? Uh, be, they're the same. They're, it's the same people. They're the same guy. Same guy. Same as that guy. It's like a, okay. it's a perfect. Their Venn diagram is a perfect circle. So what's more? Um, yeah. What's more um, obnoxious? The low profile tire or the eighty fours? Eighty fours. Definitely. I hate definitely. It, it is what it is. I know it's a Houston thing, but it's just. It encroaches on uh, other the new people's ones don't ability. Even be real. The new ones don't even be <laughs> nah. real. It's just there. Yeah. Nah, you, you can't even parallel park the correct way nah. with 84s. I feel like the thing yeah. about 84s is they encroach on other people's good times. And the low profiles is just messing up you. You you only could be <laughs> mad at you. Like, what right. are you yeah, yeah. You're, not, you're not affecting anybody else's you're life right. with that. Unless you're taking a minute to get over the speed bump. But other than that, it is what it is. <laughs> We over here that. try to deliver a baby. You going over the speed bump? <laughs> yeah, super slow. Two minutes at a two two minutes per tire. Man, I guess if I was behind that boy, he'd burn my booty. Let me tell you another thing that burns my booty this week. Man, the first thing that burns my booty this week is, man, why the sun gotta be so hot, man? I mean, what is it supposed to be? We get it. Okay? <laughs> we get it. It's hot outside. We get it. Yeah. They said that Death Valley reached 130 degrees this week. But, man, I was outside. I be going. LSU Stadium? Football Stadium? No, uh, Clemson, nigga. Oh. <laughs> I know you. Uh, the place where. Disrespectful. The place where um, The Undertaker from. The, his hometown. <laughs> uh, I don't know if he's from Death Valley or parts unknown. But, um. <laughs> No, man. If I don't know if y'all have, if y'all been outside this week, but it's obnoxious. It's like baking your yeah, face. Yeah, it's hot. retarded. It's horrible. Like, I don't. I, I ran. I ran outside this week, so I get it. It's horrible. And like, and then it'd be like stupid times in the day. It'd be like six o'clock. It's one hundred and five degrees. So it like, takes what? forever to cool down. And that's sad when it gets dark and it's like eighty five, and you're like, oh, this is nice. It's 85, it's 85 degrees outside at night. No, it, it, it's sad because you don't like your you cheap and you don't like your electric bill to be high. Right. So during the day, since you work from home, you keep it on 75. And you're like, okay, I just run the fans. And, but then your AC still be on. I'm dying. <laughs> trying to keep it 75 in your I'm house. I'm dying. When in usually the house. you keep it 70. I got mine on 78. Like, oh, it okay. only get That's cool smart. here uh, nights and. Not, not nights, just weekends. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm 75, 76 during the day with the fan on, zooming with no shirt. Uh. Oh, oh, you was that you was that t-shirt that got caught? <laughs> no shirt on. No shirt. <laughs> Out of there. All I'm saying is the sun is doing too much, man. I used to look like Odell, now I look like damn Jarvis Landry, man. That's all I'm telling you from going outside. I'm black. That's true. Now, you ain't, you're not wrong. I'm Krispy right. Kreme now, man. I can't even pretend uh, I have light skin no more. I don't. I don't. Nah, I don't know side. what you look like now. I don't know when you look like Odell. I haven't seen you in a minute. But well, me neither. But I was gonna let him have it. I mean, I, I, I mean, like I'm in my little hair. 
and my little dances, my dance moves. Oh, okay, okay, I got you. Using that, using that new. Oh, so you be twerking? Using that new Drake, that, Drake video. I reached back like one three. Yeah, all that. Okay, okay. <laughs> Here you go. Hey, why yeah. are you mad? I don't need y'all to be mad. I don't need y'all to be as mad as you're being right now. I, I was just I was congratulating you. Was just at the Nike offices with Drake for that little video. That's not bad. There you go, man. Both of y'all burn my booty. Let me tell you another thing <laughs> <laughs> that burns my booty this week. Um, people who got poo podcasts burn my week. <laughs> now, now we now we've talked about people who got too smart podcasts, and that burns my booty. And mm-hmm. people who got like other podcasts usually burn my booty, but it's not a full like on thing. Like I like certain podcasts. I like. I yeah. listen to the Rewatchables. I watch Bill Simmons all the, listen to Bill Simmons all the time. They got a Bomani. They got a lot of podcasts mm-hmm. I listen to, like No Jumper. I put on, you know, it's a bunch of things. What about local people? What, what about local podcasts you listen to? They pretty poo. <laughs> In my humble opinion, that's the only one I rock with, man. Stop it, man. That, it, oh, it, okay. It's not. Just trying to see it's right. not a lot out there. I think it's because you got so many saturated I mean, podcasts. Is the mixtape. Everybody can make one at this point. Yeah. So since everybody yeah. can make one, all these people be making one, and sometimes it's just not interesting. I just think people people miss the whole makeup of a podcast. I think you got you got to either be funny, have some super dope content, or you know, you has to be witty or something. You got, but you can't just have a podcast where I just on there talking about absolutely nothing. Yeah. Like you you have to have something that people like, even if it's on some stupid nigga shit, it got to be funny. And even if you're going to do it, uh, whatever you do, keep doing it. Like, how you going to have a no content, oh, yeah. you're not funny, and then y'all release yeah. every other Once a month. six, there you five months. Like, I'm like, hey, who cares? Like, it's January. Yeah. We ain't done nothing since March. But yeah. Here go another one. We we back. We back at your neck. I know we took off the last three months, but we back at oh, y'all. We okay. had to get rid. Of, we we had to get rid of them other two chicks who wasn't um, keeping up yeah. the bargain. And we back. Ooh, you petty. Talking about the He's same. The petty man. Talking about the same stuff y'all heard us talking about six months ago. Petty man, girl. You petty did you hear man. old boy broke up with his girl? Yeah, petty <laughs> man, petty man. Then we try to catch up on the news that got missed. Well, we missed a lot of stuff, so we gonna go back. I'm like, nah, don't do that. Megan Thee Stallion head got shot. <laughs> <laughs> In case y'all news. didn't know, you know what I mean? No, yeah. I mean it is what it is. But then we talking about this, and we was talking about this off air. It's just the phenomenon of the fact that we all um, have been podcasting for a while, for some years. Mm-hmm. And we get contacted by Upstart Podcast, and it's good. You want to help people. You want to give people the game. You know what I'm saying? It's easy to... I don't mind ever telling people, like, hey, look, this is a good way to do it. This might not be the best. Mm-hmm. And I always say, keep doing it. And you're going to find out yeah. within a couple of months if people dig in what you're doing. You're going to... Yeah. You're going to... Like, you could be the most popular person. You could be the person with, the like, the best job. You could feel mm-hmm. like you got, like, a lot of stuff to talk about. But the public will, everybody will give you a chance on your first couple of episodes. They'll hit listen. Oh, yeah. And yeah. they'll find out real quick. But, you know, I kind of, what I what I found is, and what we said before is, it takes people a while to find their groove. So, yeah. if you were to hit listen on our first episode, this is clearly not the same thing that it is three and a half years later. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Absolutely. Every Friday. <laughs> the consistency is real. But. 
No, just a thought, man. Poo podcast do burn my booty, man. Y'all got to get better. Just a, just a little bit. That's it. Oh, um, work. Another thing that burns my booty this week is the post office shenanigans. <laughs> what are, what are our thoughts on this? I mean, is it possible that Trump can really just sit up here and say, you know what, post office? I ain't giving y'all no money. Fuck y'all. No mail-in yeah. ballots. You yeah. know what I mean? Fuck that. I'm yeah. going to win. Get it high. Email it. Is this really happening in real life in our face is what I'm asking y'all. Yes. Yeah. He's the commander that. in chief and he has a bunch of engines. <laughs> That's messed, messed up. Wow. He got a bunch of <laughs> he got a bunch of people who just on his same level as him under him. Who think, think the, the way he thinks. The wildest thing about Trump is that he's doing like he's getting stuff accomplished. And it's difficult to defend against him because he's doing it in a way that nobody thought he would. Like the Republicans have been trying to get rid of the post office for a minute. I don't think anybody thought like it's like everything Trump gets rid of. He's like, nah, I'm going to run it. I'm going to just put somebody in charge that's going to run it really badly. Run it how I want it to be run. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, no, I'm not trying to shut it down. I'm like, he he tweeted out the other day, save the post office. Yeah, I saw that. Like, that's wild, where it's like, I am literally acting like I'm running this. How do you defend against that? And I'm mad that everybody involved, from the post office to the Democrats to every, we just looking like, so what do we do? I was like, like nobody knows what to do. Yeah. You, you know what? This is going to sound crazy, but he, he, running the, he running the country like a nigga. Like he just he just wake up and be like I'm doing this and he tweet about it like he like he like a 24 23 year old nigga with gold teeth with skinny jeans who sag with the I shirt think he's with, running, with the he's with the belt running the country right like they were racistly saying Obama was gonna do like yeah. Yeah. I was like all the stuff all them caricatures y'all had of Obama that's Trump yeah like my nigga came in here with baby mamas and he got all his friends jobs yep. and he just be handing shit out and then he just got does his, what he hey, wants to do he got his cousin sitting in on the briefing every morning they getting the Literally. briefing you know and what I'm stuff you never thought to defend again like you never thought somebody would be like hey Mr. President uh should your kids be in the room yeah 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 <laughs> Everybody, like that. That, was, that was what the news was at first like are you allowed to just bring whoever you want to the White House meetings? They were yeah. like, well, nah, nobody ever did that before, so we don't know. We don't know. Yeah, Percy, mercy, cursy, mercy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and Vaishon, right? <laughs> and, and don't forget Mia X. Yeah, I'm tripping. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, dang, no limit. It's stupid. Hey, on a, on no, a complete we about to get to no, we, we definitely about to get to No Limit Chronicles in a second. We're going to run back that shit in a second. <laughs> but yeah, Trump, no, but I, was, but I was still dealing with the president, though. Yeah. Go ahead. Like, Donald Trump might pardon see murder, though. <laughs> I don't think he that yet. <laughs> no, no, no Kim Card. Kim Kardashian is tweeting about C murder like he just went you know, to well, jail. We, we know he followed. Yeah, and he, the thing she, is, she and Kim Kardashian got the president's ear. If Kim Kardashian gets Donald Trump, to fr- and Donald Trump thinks black people are so one-dimensional that he's like, if I free C murder, Everybody maybe they'll vote, vote for me. me. My t- <laughs> hold up, hold up. It's free C murder. Let, let's go to this other thing. What I don't understand about free C murder right now is why is free Mac not the thing that we're saying right now? 
Like <laughs> big facts. I, like I don't know. Like Mac is way more innocent than C Murder, and I agree. He like come on, man. Is C Murder just a bigger name? He's a better. He's a, he's a better track. Out of here. That sounds crazy. I, no, I don't even understand. Even on that documentary, it's like hold on, Mac. Duh. I thought Max is in jail. Yeah. Oh yeah, Mac, Max never getting out. That's Mac. Crazy. So Mac, the crazy thing about Mac, like like C Murder. Allegedly, was with a whole bunch of dudes. Went to a club, knocked down a juvenile, shot him in the chest. He definitely mm-hmm. was involved in beating him up. All of that yes. happened, and he had prior charges and everything else like that. And his free C murder. When Mac never had any prior charges, was at the club yeah. with his mama and daddy. Somebody got yeah. shot. He ran over there with the gun, like where my mama, where my mama, mm-hmm. and he got arrested. With the gun in the air, and with the gun in the air. Yeah. The bullets didn't match the gun that he had. Somebody else admitted to the murder, and he's in jail for life. And we're talking about free C murder. I I don't even know how on that documentary. I thought when I was watching the documentary, I'm like, oh, people going to start saying free Mac. It was literally like, oh, this was wild. And moving on. Right? (laughs) No, I watched the A&E documentary. I was telling this to Lois. It was either A&E or Investigation Discovery. But that little New Orleans former homicide detective, you got a show on there and it's like, they go meet with families who think that their loved one is innocent and they do a whole mm-hmm. investigation and it's all it's like an investigation discovery. It's a whole bunch of different yeah. type of cases. It's not normally famous people, it's whatever. But one episode was about Mac and they found like, like yes, Mac is probably innocent. Like the Innocence yeah, Project right. took it yeah. up and everything else. Like, And I'm like, okay. Ain't working. Yeah, see murder, eh. He ain't Jefferson Parish though. They ain't letting that man go. And that's what it is. That's exactly. It's what literally it is. just Jefferson Parish. Nah, we good. <laughs> he in jail now. It's done. No, no, he did it. Even if he yeah. didn't, he did it. So what? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like, why are you sitting up here trying to talk about evidence? The case is over. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Okay, I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna go there right off the top. But shit, let's run it this way, man. The Chronicle series on um on BET. So. Obviously, they had the No Limit Daddy. We did a whole um, thing. Check that out once again on um, oh, on it's YouTube. Too. It's, the numbers running up too. Yeah, it go it goes ham. But then they backdoored yeah. and it's like Rough Riders. My dog's gone. Your dog's gone. And then we go. First we had him like. Now they like. Why, baby? Yeah, that one. That one. Ruff, ruff, ruff. Okay. No limit. <laughs> That's Roger. Never mind. Then rough. Ru- Stop it. That's why we should have Roger on the podcast so he could have <laughs> <Roger> new dog. Because <laughs> he got the dog. Anyway, oh, um, no limit. And then they backdoor with That's Rough funny. Riders. Are those two labels comparable? Devon, I'm asking you. The, the, you, you music daddy one on one. Every time you come on here, we talk uh, music. Yeah. I know it. Are No Limit and Rough Riders comparable? I understand that when I was in high school, those were the posters I had on my wall. I had Master P, I had the Crime Family, and I had like this Master P, I had a silk one, and I had DMX, um, It's Dark and Hell is Hot. So like I had those posters on the wall in my room. It was the same time, they're contemporaries. But are the labels comparable? I think we are looking at it, No Limit, and I liked about the documentary where they're really showing how Master P was running a business as a, a record label as a business. Yeah. Uh, so you get to see the breadth of how much stuff they released and why he was releasing it that way. Yeah. I feel like you could say Rough Riders is comparable in the fact that 
I think people really forget how much music DMX physically sold. Like, that's the other reason why I give a lot of shouts out to Master P or DMX or anybody in the physical era to sell that much amount of product where people had to go and get it. Yeah, the actual like, CD, yeah. that That's a huge thing. Like, every day now, it's, a bit, it's different because every day somebody break a record. Mm-hmm. Every day somebody release Meg break a record, Cardi break a record. Drake mm. broke a record. Drake's about to break another record. Drake yeah. about to break the record that he already yeah, broke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you sell a physical CD, like DMX true. released two platinum albums in the same year. He did. And yeah. you're like, that was kind of, that was just not a thing. Can I put a pin in time. it? Can I put a pin in it and just say this? That maybe technology plays a part in that, right? Like, if you think Huge. about like 1992 or whatever, if Chris Cross dropped the album or whomever else, when it when a tape is the primary median, that's not as appealing of a thing to buy or an eight track or a cassette. Like the CD was the apex of music at the time. Like oh, it yeah. was so much easier to just this song, the next Absolutely. song, then this song with the Walkman and everything. And I feel like they hit yeah. at the time when people wanted CDs, and this was the hot artist. I don't know. That's just my thought. Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. No, I, I, I don't think they really matter because pe- even doing a tape era, people were going to get tapes. People, uh, I think today with people was going them. platinum like no, that, super crazy. No, but, but they but listen. I'm saying they were dubbing tapes. Gold at that time, to, it was happening. It was easy to dub tapes back then too. Yeah. Oh. Like, yeah, if you hit the true there. Yeah. So you saying it was the golden true. era, right before the dubbing of CDs? Yes. Okay. So true. What, what, once you can, once I can, once you start burning CDs, people start falling off a little bit. Fifty went up. You know, Wayne, the couple people still was going up, but it wasn't just crazy. Like, like Jay-Z that, was, it was cheating one little era. and buying his own yeah. albums and shit. <laughs> That's what they said, allegedly. We don't put that out. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Jay-Z, don't shut us down. But no, no, no. Um, he's absolutely right, because I, I was burning CDs in 98, 99. Yeah. And we were one of the only people with a CD burner. So it was yeah. easy. I had a homeboy yeah. that had one, and we were selling Everybody them. had a computer. When I say yeah. that's the golden age... Of being able to sell a burnt CD for ten dollars. Yeah. God damn. Yes. Yeah. Boy. Yes. You can sell. <laughs> you can sell it for ten dollars and people be happy. Now you can't give me a burnt CD. You remember? Nah, I remember bosses living like that. Like that's how they were feeding their family. No, absolutely. Yeah. And then people would start showing up to the barbershop talking about, "All right, I got these CDs. I give you four CDs for ten dollars." Like it, yeah. it got to the point <laughs> where it was like the market that got sold. Like, nah, nigga, we don't need a burnt CD from you like that. Like. I yeah. can download it off uh, LimeWire. All that. But, okay. So you said they're comparable in the sense of the amount of physical CDs that they sold. I just don't think the hey, impact yeah, this- and the story and the cohesiveness of Rough Riders oh. is anything like that of No Limit. Master, nah, up, I, I don't videos. think many people can compare to No Limit. I don't think there are too many. No Limit and Death Row. Hmm. Like, we're talking about in that time for two black men to run a major company where they're basically saying, I need you to just distribute my stuff and I'm going to take the lion's share of it. That's big. That's huge. Like, I I don't think you get a death row, a no limit, or, or, or cash money. When you look at them, that's different. Where they made so much money, like, we're not for sure getting in illegal trouble and all that other kind of stuff. Ooh. All these people are eating off of money from back then. Still, yeah, you don't get labels eating off of money back then. I don't think the Rough Riders are eating off 
money from back then. Because when I think Rough Riders, I don't have a single access point of an individual besides DMX, who I think is Rough yeah. Riders. Like no, you got Eve. That, no, that's Eve. not that's okay. I I get your point. I got drag on CDs. Yeah. I got the locks. I understand that it was more more people than just DMX. I'm just saying big, who big. Okay, well, but no, they I'm, I'm that saying big. like like who is the face of like what was Rough Riders? Was Rough Riders it's started DMX. by DMX or was it like Swiss Beats? Like I don't know their whole story. I guess no, I it was uh, it's I forgot D and Y, and then they. They do more stuff with DMA. I mean, Swiss don't even come along till a little bit. So later that's my point. Yeah. Like, I don't have a like yeah. when I say Rough Riders, I don't like know who's the the like what was the catalyst of that. Like, Master P is no limit, and I think what's oh, awesome yeah, about you. Master P and them, and just this documentary brings it to light, the longevity, the success, the yeah, is all rooted in the fact that it, whew, I gotta watch myself. The views expressed by Aldo Knights before I say this out of my mouth. Um, Master P ain't baby and he ain't Jay Prince and he ain't Suge Knight Master P was actually taking care of his artists and I think that oh, I think that the success of No Limit and the good faith and the goodwill is based upon the fact that he was it seemed like he was good to people bro like I like I, I don't I'm just saying that bro except for Beast by the Pound the amount of artists that came back that and some of the artists that were in that documentary had problems with Pete yeah. in the past, but the amount that came back and still came on, it was like, Hey, uh, Pete was fair. Like he gave me a house. He gave you a house. <laughs> he gave you a car. He <laughs> gave you a bank account with money. Yeah. In it, and, and it was gun. all in your name. When Snoop is like, I'm the number one rapper in the... Like, that's the other thing. People forget Snoop was the number one rapper in the world. Bar none, mm-hmm. hands down, no getting around it. And then right. he's like, I didn't get no money until I went with Master P. Mm. That boy said he ain't see a million dollars till he got with P. I, when you got Snoop Dogg saying, I went to Master P and I was like, oh, I get on Mystical's track. Just give yeah. me, I don't know, 3500 yeah. And he Snoop gave 35000 Snoop Dogg is asking for $3,500. Yeah. The, so the, that's the thing. The, the thing that caught me off guard was. I wish I knew I could have got a Snoop verse for thirty five hundred. But go ahead, which is exposure. That's all I thought was. I was like, Doug Snoop in those days was selling verses for three thousand dollars. Like, are you kidding me? Like that's Snoop Dogg. Like that. That's unheard of. Master P, I think, almost single handedly raises the price for all rappers across the board. Hmm. Hmm. Now I, I just think, like Snoop said, he was just broke. He was just trying to get any money he could. I don't think Snoop knew how big he was to the world yet. Maybe no, so. man, uh, stop that. Like that. Oh but, no, but, no, but, no, but, but, no, But why would you ask for thirty five hundred? Those doggy style because, was already out, Los. Because yeah, I think Snoop was already in a situation where, like he said, he's not getting paid by his label. Yeah, Master P, he almost pays his artists like he's a movie company. Like he's That's like, I pay, I pay you up front. Like, here's the money. It's here. Because I'm yeah. going to make this money on the back end. I'm getting... When you go to a, a label and say, here's $300,000 for Mystical. That's Because I'm going to get $8 a CD. I don't care. Yeah. Like, here's $300,000. i am going to get this money back once we drop. Yeah. So, now, if you're making a dollar a CD, you're a little bit more cautious about there who you're you working you with and what you're doing. Right. 
But when you get eight dollars, you saw P. He's like, I don't care what's coming out. You got two weeks. Yeah. Drop an album and let's go. Let's yeah. move. We don't have time. I'm out here packaging up product to get out. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's a their their business acumen and the way that they did their thing is legendary. And like watching that documentary just kind of brought it back to like, you know, I'm saying I've been telling Lowe's for a while. I've been working on a no limit piece I got coming up. I'm talking about a tattoo. Cause I feel like they were such an inspiration. And and you know, on some crazy shit, how you just name, you said cash money, no limit, and um death row. We talk about this all the time, man. And this is gonna sound like two now horn horn, and we do it all the time, but it is what it is. I feel like it's just something in the water, man. Something special about Louisiana, bro. And I'm just gonna keep saying it that. Because like it absolutely when, is. when they talk about per capita of athletes who make it to the NFL from Louisiana and mm-hmm. everything else, like and then when you talk about music. Like, why yeah. wasn't that Atlanta? Why wasn't that Mississippi? Why wasn't that, um, uh, uh, sorry, Georgia or Mississippi or Alabama yeah. or Florida? Why weren't those huge labels where we were like these transformative things happening from people from them place? Why was it too from Louisiana? And it's just like, struggle. I just tell you something different in the air. But go ahead, Devon. I think it's, I think it, I think it's struggle. Hmm. I think all great creativity comes from places where there's struggle. I think if you look back at that time and y'all are from Louisiana, I mean, even the hip-hop community was not paying attention to Louisiana. Everything was focused on New York. Everything was focused on Atlanta. Not even Atlanta. New York, Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And even when you're talking about the spread, people were still... If you were here, you knew. If you're in Texas, Louisiana, you knew. But the rest of the world, even the hip-hop was like, Doug, we don't listen Mm -hmm. to them. And they didn't care until they saw... Oh, this dude sells CDs out the trunk? Like, how many? Oh, he, he hustled? Okay. Oh, oh, you selling that? And once yeah. you're selling things like CDs out the trunk, it's it's the same thing as, like, those those skits from um, all the H-Town art, like, Chameleon Air and all of them, where they was like, yeah. oh, here, we'll give you a million dollars. A million dollars? Nigga, I sold CDs out the trunk. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I made a million dollars last week. You're offering yeah. me... A percentage of what I already get? Yeah. No, I'm good. True. Slim thug. Slim thug. So when Master P is... I mean, you look at Master... I would say this thing really highlighted... And you have to look back at even... Remember all the critiques of Master P at the time. Oh, yeah. His music is horrible. Somebody actually commented on our YouTube and said that Master P is horrible and blah, blah, blah. I was like, all right, bro. Look. All right, kid. The quality of what... That whole documentary was one of the best documentaries that I have seen on BET. Yeah. Yeah. That was well, made it, it, by the except same... Except for the actors. Except for the actors. Except yeah, for the act. But I will say this. That's made <laughs> by the same man that y'all was clowning about I got the hookup. Like, yeah. I've built a foundation and yeah. it's now I can make it better. Yeah. Yeah. But first I got to get this money in. Like, once mm-hmm. they see I can get the money... I don't have to run around and be like, oh, Universal, will you please give me money? I think I, I think P was one of the first people that we actually seen that can really sell water to a well, bro. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, when people say that, like, he was one of the first people you see that can actually sell water to a well. My man is yeah. selling rap snacks. Come My on, man uh, is selling noodles. Like, he recognizes noodles. what things are. And the, the funny thing about it is I hear the same. That's why I support the rap snacks or the noodles. I'm like, look. Is this the most healthiest thing? Absolutely not. No, like, I'm not saying though. that chips... But, y'all buy Pringles all the time. 
I don't hear y'all out here talking about how unhealthy Pringles are. Yeah. Y'all buy ramen noodles all the time. I don't yeah. hear that. Well, and in 20 years, the, if masked... You know that's the Kamala Harris effect. You know that's the the black people always got to hate some, to, some yeah, other black When black people, people do it, it's time to pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. Like, wait a minute. What'd you do? <laughs> are you black? <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. I, you talk about Kamala. I have never seen so many black people interested in what prosecutors do until she popped up. Yeah. Now sure. it's like... Wait a minute. What were you doing as a prosecutor? I said, yo, as a prosecutor, she wasn't as bad as what y'all... Are. First of all, all the Congress is prosecutors. Everybody. True. I don't hear you throwing out these white men that are prosecutors. Well, I mean... Like, what did they do? I, you, like, from a bigger standpoint, we talked a little... We talked a lot about this last week. And I mean, I, yeah. from a bigger standpoint, it's kind of like, you know, she checks off so many boxes that can be seen as, um, as, as troublesome for black folk, right? Like if Absolutely. Barack Obama was running for president and he had a white wife, people would feel away. Like, a- yeah. and and, and black women acting like it's not like that's crazy for black men or whomever to feel away mm-hmm. about her having a white husband is kind of that's disingenuous. Because if that was no. the shoe was on the other foot, you would be saying Ooh, the same. They'd be high. You, they'd be saying the they'd same thing. So that and then talking about kind of her history with what people say she may have did coming up. And then the prosecuting type of thing. Like, I can see yeah. why these are things to be, it's fair to call them on it, but it's not fair. I honestly don't think it's fair to put this in a, or not fair, not the right idea to put this in a public forum. This should be an in-house yeah. conversation amongst black people. And we should still all well, be I, voting against Donald Trump. Like, that is the... I agree. That is, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yes. That's and my thing, thing about, is, too, you're a prosecutor, okay. man. You don't know. I mean, let's. She ain't like she was putting all. Like she was just waiting to find all the innocent black men. Like, oh, you going to jail? Yeah. And yeah. then sometimes in, the, in her position, she wasn't even over some a lot of those cases. She's over the department. You know, a what lot mean? of this gets blown up because now it's like it, it is a thing where it's like, okay, now it's a black person, so I want to speak to what all of their office was doing because you should have mm-hmm. known about all this and everything that was going on and whatnot. And I have no problem. The truth is. That is how we should be looking at prosecutors mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. Not just her. Picking and choosing. Everybody. Yeah. So every time we have anybody come up, I'm like, you a prosecutor? I'm like, dog, show me your whole record. Like, how many people were you putting away? Like, yeah. what is this for? Because that's, I mean, let's be honest. That's how, that's why people became prosecutors. Like, you get up here and you say, yo, I'm tough on crime. I put mm-hmm. all these people in jail. And now y'all should vote me in. Yeah. Niggas used to run commercials like, look how many people I put in jail. True. Law and order. Like, she should be able to talk <laughs> that law and order shit more than Trump, honestly. Like, <laughs> that, 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 that's the Ice problem. T, you, Ice you T saw, talk more uh, law and order shit than Trump. That, that don't you saw count. day one where they, once they announced her, people didn't even know what to say to her on the Republican side. Yeah. They was like, yo, she a radical and she gonna free everybody out of jail, but she also put them all to jail. At the same time. Like, what? That's funny. It's like, oh, okay. And she, well, and she, and we need to see her birth certificate. Yeah, <laughs> the, the the birth certificate thing is wild. Like I'm she's, like, this, she's from what England. Y'all going for? No, she's not from England, nigga. She's from fucking um, nah, Jamaica. Keep up, Los. <laughs> see, this is why we gotta. <laughs> no, I'm good. We know. I gotta get Los some some reading materials. I gotta give him something to read, and then never check to see no, if he read it. I'm saying no. I'm just she, saying be, I gotta give you some reading material, but oh, I'm, yeah, never yeah, they, 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 I'm never going. They definitely gonna back to like just Devon back in the gap. 
First of all, I read that material. You just never checked it. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, gonna have to, I'm not a good homeschool up. teacher, man. Man, this man, this man Aldo put together a book club and invited nobody else. Just you. Just <laughs> hey, you. Man. I want you to read. Yeah, yeah. This book club. I was like, I read the book. I'm like, hey, I'm done. How's it going? Man, we're going to get it together. <laughs> so, okay. Did I give you a copy of the book? I bought you the book. Yeah. I bought no no you gave me a copy you did give me a Don't copy act like you bought the book I bought the book no 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 I didn't I didn't buy the book I didn't buy the book you gave me a copy what was that it culturally was it culturally and linguistically responsive teaching no nah, I, for, I honestly forgot what it was that wasn't it though was it the pedagogy of the I oppressed think, I think that's what that no I, you I, said that that's what you wanted the next book to be oh yeah we'd have to do the first book to get to the next book though. We gotta go. We gotta do the Let's first do book. Him, man. As a matter of fact, when you gave us the books, that's what had me more confident that this was gonna happen. Because I was like, "Oh, he he bought the books." Who, who else did I give oh, a book okay. to? You gave it to me, and you Los. Oh well, Los didn't read that book. <laughs> Definitely didn't read that book. <laughs> I asked him for the audio book. He didn't give it to me. Wow. We don't. I don't have time for for people. Like the part is that all of y'all didn't read the book. <laughs> I read, I read, what I, read, I look like getting in front of the class and talking about a book that only one student I read, read. I read the book. I, I would just pick it back off what uh, Justin Vaughn would have said. Yeah, and I would have gave you, <laughs> I gave you a test the first day and made y'all all eyes on your own paper. Man, speaking of it, man, y'all two is both um home, like teaching virtual school right now, man. Let's talk about that a, a bit. Best thing ever invented in life. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. Ever. The, Ever the, floor, Best thing in the life. floor is yours to talk about home school, virtual school. Best thing ever invented in life. I think it's, it's, it's two things, well, three things, maybe a few. I think um, what, it, what it is, is it's making people responsible for their child's education. You know what I mean? I, it might cause a little strain, but I think some certain people are out here just thinking it's our teachers, oh, just teachers, you know, I'm going to throw them over there, it's daycare. They think teaching schools is daycare. Now you got to realize, okay, you got to actually, your child is not who you thought your child was. When that teacher was calling your house, saying all that stuff, and you was cussing them out and hanging up the phone and not answering the phone and not coming to pick them up, now you see. You know what I'm saying? So I think you got to start, you got to start appreciating teachers a lot more now. Not all of them, but as a whole, teachers. All right? Two, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I I love it. The, the, the best thing, Jamal. I don't know if you know that mute that mute all, and and then you hit the you check the box and say they cannot unmute. They they might unmute themselves. Oh my god! Nah, it, it yes. Oh my. No, god. I I agree. I agree with that already. Like oh my god, dog. that's the one of the best features. And the next best feature is the waiting room. You want to sit in my class and play and clown. Like I'm some little clown dude. You ain't, no, not having that in here. Waiting room. Click on your picture. Waiting room. Go take your little break, bro. Yeah, I get. Yeah, I, absolutely. You c- come back when you come back. I wait. Give you five. Come back. Hey, you ready? Thumbs up if you're ready. Cause you on mute. Thumbs up. You ready? All right, let's go. And I'm gonna continue teaching. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not. I ain't gonna have your brother popping in now. You're not gonna be playing with your cat. I'm not dealing with that. And it, I mean, and the, and the thing about it, I've learned too. The kids who really want to learn are learning and enjoying it. Like I realized, I got more participation than some of the classroom teachers. They did a uh, analytics thing. Uh, they sent the log out Monday from the last week. It's the same thing. I would say it like this: uh, 
I think we got like a fundamental opportunity. I I think we got the opportunity to fundamentally change how we do education Mm -hmm. in this country. Like this could be a turning point. I got kids that I, you know, I've taught seventh and eighth grade, so I've moved around. Yeah. I've had kids that I've taught in the seventh grade uh, in particular that have gone to other schools have not been successful and come back. And Mm -hmm. now I have them again. And these kids are respond like when you give them the opportunity to take full control of what they want to do in class, boy, and get it done. Yeah, I am getting a response that yeah. from certain children that I would have never thought mm-hmm. I would have ever gotten. I, it's a whole lot of yes, sir, no, sir. A lot of that. Yeah. Can I? Can I? What more can I do on this? Mm-hmm. Hey, I looked at that video. Can you explain this to me? That and so. Really, just like you were saying, it puts a lot of onus on the parents in terms of handling what we were handling in terms of babysitting and discipline. Yes. On the flip side, it puts a lot of onus on the teachers. Like, I know some people are like, oh, dog, it's it's school online. Y'all ain't working. Dang, you have to work. You like, no you, there are teachers that could come in and chill if we were in the classroom and yeah. it's like, hey, your kids like you. I like you. We're getting along. Stuff's yeah. on the board. It looks like y'all doing stuff in here. I know y'all working. And don't, nobody don't talk. Get on your phone if you want to. Just sit down. Don't talk. Right now? <laughs> I'm telling work. you right now. I said, look, man, I already know. Parents can look at my folder. My mm-hmm. boss can look at my folder. Man, look, anybody in A-Leaf. If they yeah. got the access, can look at my folder at any time. So all my stuff is on point. Right. I told my kids the same thing. Look, some of y'all can hide. Like, mm-hmm. some of y'all, it might take two, three weeks for me to figure out y'all don't understand this. Because yeah. I got to keep on checking and looking at work and compiling. Mm-hmm. Man, everything coming to computer. I literally yeah. can be like, die. They these kids do not understand convection currents. I can see mm-hmm. one, two, three, four. Okay, y'all, I'm going to put y'all in a breakout room. Y'all, mm-hmm. y'all got to work on this. Y'all got to work on that. We could really do something with this. What I'm afraid is going to happen is we not. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. No, 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 no. Okay. Let me, let me, let me, let me pause. Cause I, I didn't let y'all have a flow. Cause that boy Rumble last week went in and said, teachers some bullshit. So I felt like I needed to bring in just Devon to let teachers fire back a little bit. <laughs> um, What I will say is this. I agree with a lot of what y'all are saying, but the idea that parents, the the onus is on parents and they need to understand that their kids, whatever, whatever. I think that that's absolutely correct. But I do also believe that um, Rumble had a bunch of points last week and it's a, it's a, it's a, it is a fact that teachers in a lot of cases, aren't working as hard as you guys are making it seem as though. I uh, Like, Devon, you're saying it perfectly, that it is a golden opportunity. I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't think I mean. that, I say I don't think that teachers though. one-to-one are no. taking advantage of this no. opportunity. I think that they're... Which like, is why, who don't do shit in the classroom, No, too. I, don't, I, I don't think I, I so. Think that, I don't think it's... I don't think it's a... Um, I don't think that's a perfect circle of a Venn diagram. I think that some teachers who did their thing in the classroom, like Devon said are comfortable with that method and they not comfortable yeah. with like online. Like, I don't want to do this online stuff, man. This stuff's stupid, blah, 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 blah. And don't really engage. Don't learn how to use Zoom. Don't know how to use a breakout room. Oh, yeah. Don't think okay, about, like, oh, don't absolutely. think about absolutely. before they get to class, 
how is this what is it gonna look like like what's the whole mm. day gonna look like and I'm telling yeah. you like I'm, I was telling y'all about that bullshit that's going on around here with one hour yeah. of virtual teaching a day like that's crazy. That don't make no sense. So everybody's not that's doing the same thing. That, that's that not a district problem. That's not a district problem. That's a teacher problem. Because I you know what I'm saying? that might be the district mandate. That might be the district saying, okay, you just need to do one hour. I don't know, day. man. Because I'm looking at it and it's like other schools in the same district. Well, you know, you might be right. You might be right. It might be the bare minimum. And I think that I've said this before that I think that schools who don't want to go back and feel like they shouldn't be going back. I mean, they want mm-hmm. to go back. I'm sorry. And feel like kids yeah. shouldn't be having to do virtual or making the they, virtual experience less appealing because exactly. they and that that's that's really that's what it is. What it is. That's what it is. You right have there. to say what you're doing as a district. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be like, look, we are gonna be gone. Like my whole thing is when A Leaf paid for all them extra computers. I was like, all right, y'all gonna be it's, gone for a minute. When HISD it. paid for all that technology. It's I was true. like, all right, y'all gonna be gone for a second. I don't this, care what y'all are saying. This ain't three weeks. Y'all don't spend all this money yeah, if y'all not gonna weeks. be gone not for, for a minute. Yeah. So if we're gonna be gone this long, y'all need to plan out Absolutely. and plan to teach. Yes. Now my whole thing too is when we come back, because I've been telling my students, look, we're gonna come back. I don't know when. Mm. But if we have this basis down. I'm definitely taking this process back into the classroom. Still using yeah. this shit. Like, I mm-hmm. definitely want... Like, we, we, we're we used to this now. Yeah. So, so let's it, keep on doing Like, this. if you got a computer... Like, I mean, I'm, I, I don't want to give too much of the game, but I, I learned... I was watching something from the Chris Dota the other day saying, listen, if you give away the game, then people are going to trust you. So I need to start giving the game away more often. As an educator, I believe um, wholeheartedly in stations as being a thing for differentiation in the mm-hmm. classroom. Like, Absolutely. if it's Absolutely. if it's 25, 24 kids in the classroom and you're doing a lesson and you're like, okay, um, these might get it, these might not, whatever. Break it up into four parts. One part doing something where they're working on independent work. One part where they're working on something like a computer. Once this part where you're sitting down working with them and then having them rotating and doing different things. That is, a, that is yeah. a great way to teach, right? Or not all the time, yeah. but in sections. So my mm-hmm. point is, when you go back, you do need to have like these same kind of things of watch a video. What do you think about this? Tell them, bring yeah. their laptops. Or if you have them in the classroom, mm-hmm. set up the laptops where they're able to put their headphones on. Watch something. Use technology. Yeah. Um, actually yeah. create something and turn it in on their computer while they're sitting in their small yeah. group. While you're talking to another group or breaking them up based upon levels because you're using the the um, empirical data that you're getting from the online tools that you're using. So absolutely, Devon, yeah. you need to bring these things back to the classroom. And I just don't think a bunch of people are gonna are actually taking it that serious and, and, or care. And that's why I'm saying I think it's a, a golden opportunity. I'm talking about nationwide. Yeah, yeah. I don't think as a nation, because of the way we treat education from the top mm. down, I don't think we're gonna take advantage of it. Because mm. no, the not. truth is, and I was saying this before COVID. Like last year, I told my kids the same speech every year. I do not get paid to teach you. I don't. My check comes whether you learn something or not. Hell yeah. Mm. I get paid. The only reason they will call and interrupt my class is if I have not put in that role. Yeah. I get paid for you being in this building. Mm-hmm. You get the opportunity at a free education for coming in the building. That's yeah. for you. I said, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to try to give you everything I possibly can. 
But you also need to understand, and this is no shots at anybody in my building or any educator in general. This is top down. In America, we have decided we are going to pay educators based on students showing up. Mm -hmm. And that has affected everything we do. Look at everybody scrambling now trying to figure out how how do we even figure out whether the kids are there or not. Mm -hmm. Like, that's been the the biggest question since we got here. Are the kids there when they log into Zoom? Right. What if they do some work? Right. What if they call you? What if they send you an email? Mm -hmm. What if they text you? And it's little stuff like that where it's like we're we have such a God focus on damn, that. man. Devon, you make, yeah. you're giving me flashbacks to when I was in the classroom. And I guess we, like, this is why I'm so upset that we never really had this substantive talk in um, in Zoom format that we wanted to have and put on YouTube. But, like, you're giving me flashbacks to the classroom about the most important thing always was when are you putting in your attendance? attendance. Like, oh, absolutely. Like, when are you going to be at duty? They don't care mm-hmm. about, like, yeah. administrators don't usually mm-hmm. care about, like, what you're teaching these they, kids? They care they're not about walking around every day trying to make kids sure kids are Look, yeah. I I would tell the kids straight up. I'm like, even look at the times. I said, I'll tell y'all right now. My most important attendance is third period. Hmm. Third period. That's the money making attendance. Cut off. Cut Eighth off time. period. Like nobody is even worried where y'all are at. Eight. Ten thirty. Like eighth period. You could be here. You, you do whatever you want to be do. here. I don't know. You are counted for the day. Yeah, it is done. Money we have in. gotten pay- we have gotten paid off you. So my hey, you whole thing is, I treat yeah. it like the NCAA, like sports. Dog, yeah. we are making money off of you. Yeah. You need to figure out how to get something out of this. Huh. Hey, you you, you that, that's why at the, at the beginning of the year, you know, when you first go back to school, that about attendance, that that one little part be an hour and a half, almost two hours. Oh my god! <laughs> Tell about the, oh my god! Like, how many <laughs> meetings have we had on attendance? Like yes. in service about attendance. Mm-hmm. And, but I, yeah, that that. But I, I think the whole thing about the, the online learning, and I think people are scared of technology. Like everybody's wanting to go back to what they know, and because you can, you know, when you're in the classroom, you can roll over your same stuff almost every year, unless unless they mess around, change curriculum. Yes. And when they yes. change curriculum, everybody all up and on the whole building. Oh, oh! I had my, you know, they, everybody laminating they uh anchor charts and all that stuff. I think if, if the people just really take the time and, and dig deep and, and like and be a continuous learner and learn more about technology, and more you can do so much more with technology. You know what and I mean? That's and and, and that's what kids are now. We got kids that are technology based. These kids ain't pissing the paper children. Mm-hmm. These kids don't even know how to write write in cursive, bro. <laughs> and and they're I mean, going into a world that's technology based. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So so why paper. why wouldn't we change our format? Well, it's yeah. heavy on technology. But then, but too, you got to realize the district not spend a leaf. It, my bad, you got to edit that out. My, uh, some <laughs> certain places are not spending enough money on that. I'm not editing out. So nothing. see, <laughs> I think out. a lot. Got to. I out. think a lot of the districts. It's not just the because that that's my other problem with technology. I feel like because of the way we have school districts centered, they just say, "Oh, I'm gonna just throw a whole bunch of money at the problem, and then we'll figure it out." We are buying technology that does the same thing as technology we already own. True. We got absolutely. I mean, we got absolutely. True. I got True. I got three emails. I got three emails. Me too. Why? And we pay for all of them. And it's like these are things where I'm like, because we're not spending well, our because money they don't they don't have spots. somebody who has a top down idea. Like this is more the reason yes. Devon where like 
Like I talk about this all the time about the, the the path of education where you go from teacher and then they think that okay you should be a teacher then you should try to be a vice principal then you should try to be a principal yep. and then you should mm-hmm. maybe work in the ad building where you yep. need to think teachers and good teachers need to be thinking about alternate routes in far as far as their educational journey people like you people like Duff people like me people like Los like need to be not saying okay I'm going from teacher to this to that. Instead of saying that, say teacher the policymaker, teacher the person mm. who's like oh, yeah. in a yeah. district, uh, like a uh, school board member, so that we can help to make some of these decisions that make sense. Because a lot of people who are making the decisions don't know anything. And, and I think it's but young you all, energy too. They they got got a bunch of old energy up there. You know what I mean? But I, you I think also it's, have it's to young think, energy. Look at how we're structured. Where it's like you are a great teacher, like. We yeah. saw interactions with you and your children. So you were a great teacher. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a decent enough teacher. We got Lowe's a good teacher. Duff is a great teacher. If you are a really, really great teacher, that is all you can get to. Mm-hmm. There's no pathway up. Yeah. All they tell you is, oh, you're a really great teacher. You know what you should do? Take on more uh, Take on more spe- kids. You should be a specialist. <laughs> yeah. You should be a you should be a specialist now and yeah. try that out and you should teach teachers how to teach. But For the then same you become a specialist and they're like, Well, we're not really gonna have you teach teachers how to teach. We're gonna have you do administrative stuff. And yeah. since you're already doing administrative stuff, Put why don't you look at administration? Yeah. yeah. And just do that. And it's like you you get further and further away. Cause the truth is the further you rise up in education, the further you get away from the children. It depends. Wait, you give them a grown folks. It depends. Exactly. It depends. The higher you get up, well, I'm saying, of course it depends, but come on now. A superintendent of a school district is overseeing everything. A principal, how, many interactions? No, how, often, yeah. how, how often do principals be in classrooms, man, and deal with kids for real? I don't the think, the school. I don't necessarily think a principal is job or whatever. The best schools, the schools that perform the best are the principals who make it their job and make it a point to be involved in education aspect of their campus. I think exactly. that Absolutely. a lot of principals Absolutely. don't because they're more in, interested in being involved in the disciplinary part, the other part, like the getting parents involved or whatever else. The, like they, they answer 35,000 emails off. Yeah, or whatever. But that's people. also the, that's the easiest thing to do. That's mm-hmm. the easiest thing to show. Delegate. It's difficult to show... I have taken your child in the seventh grade at this level, and I've risen them in the eighth grade to this mm-hmm. level. In two yeah. years, I've been able to take your kid to this. That takes some level of discipline on the educator's part mm-hmm. of logging all this in and calculating things and showing it. Yeah. It's easier to be like, hey, man, look, I ain't got no tardies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody, every, everybody here every day. <laughs> so hey, we, that's we, it. We we had no absences for the week of such and such and such and such. That's you get the an award. Easy stuff to celebrate, and I'm not I'm not saying that those aren't wins. Those should be the minor wins. What really we should be saying is like, man, look, your child came here on a third grade reading level in the seventh yep. grade, and by yep. the time we got into the eighth grade, they are now at a seventh grade reading level. Right? That's big. The child should That's get a, a, a free pizza for a year. That 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 is huge. And I said, now we're on the pathway to get them somewhere. Yeah. We've taught your child how to think. I'm telling my kids now, like, that this is the this is what college is like mm-hmm. right now. You guys are doing independent learning. Yeah. I'm not over you. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling you when you can use the restroom. Yeah. I'm not telling you where you need to go. Mm-hmm. I am here for you. 
Yeah. I will lecture you. I'll tell you all this stuff that needs to be done. But if you're not going to do it, you're not going to get the grade. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I am worried about what a state will do to all of y'all if y'all decide y'all don't want to work. Mm-hmm. They might fail y'all. Last year, they were like, oh, they were literally in meetings deciding on if the school year was going to count. Yeah. Imagine that for kids that were working. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine working the whole year and then they'd be like, hey, dog, do over. You got to come back, man. <laughs> so that's my thing where I was like, look, y'all have a golden opportunity to really take control of your learning. And at the flip side, I should be talking more to us as educators. As mm-hmm. educators, we have a golden opportunity to do something. Something, something different. Something different, dog. And, and I feel like, just like we were saying, it's an opportunity I am not confident in the nation to take advantage of the opportunity right now. You, I think and, some and I'm going to tell you why. It. You want to know why? Because the majority of the people who are teaching right now have been in it 15 plus years or even 10 years and they, they like the same old, same old. They're scared of their, they're scared of their computer and their technology. When it, it's really not that difficult. But you know what? The other thing too is, like we talk about, when I'm talking about the system, what's the incentive of a teacher to be a better teacher? Like, if I worked any other job, the jobs that I've worked that I've really enjoyed, if I do well, I get something. Yeah. If I do well, something happens. You can be the best teacher or the worst teacher for the same amount of time. And if y'all started at the same time, y'all in the same spot. Yeah. Well, they gave me $1,000 for being the best teacher. What, 1200 there's There's like an intrinsic motivation factor that like every education oh, yeah. needs to have. I mean, like, you're right. Like that used to be a thing that bothered me about education to no end. That like if I yeah. if I'm the best teacher in the school, but I'm my fifth year teaching, that somebody else who's in their twenty fourth year teaching is going to be getting paid a lot more than me. Mm-hmm. And and they coach no, and they, and and they lot, coach some shit and don't win no games. And they've been yeah. teaching for a long time. <laughs> They're gonna get a lot more money than I would get for Ooh, being. Man, say, yeah, say, so crazy. I'm being dead. Say their name. <laughs> I know you feel it. Say their name, dog. Hey, man. You ain't there no more. Relax. Relax. <laughs> that dude, that's still relax. But no. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying that that's... No, no, no. But that, that, that's a big thing. That is that is how that's how the, the game goes. And it's been going that way. Yeah. So like I said, I'm not, I'm not... I don't feel any kind of super negative way about the whole process. But I think you put a good question out there. I think that as an education community, we're going to get closer to these things that... like. I know so many people who are in education right now, and I'm just going to kind of put a put a bow on it in this way to say that I know so many people in education because I've been in education and I've had unique opportunities over the last 10 years to do more than most educators that I know have in regards to knowing people, knowing how things work, kind of understanding the system from so many different levels and being and having relationships in a network of individuals who aren't like what you would not traditionally have as a classroom teacher yeah. to where I think I need these resources. Like we're at such an age, we're at such a pivotal point in time where we need to start connecting some of these resources, resources and doing something, doing some dope stuff for kids and um, like yeah. be on the lookout for that. Because like you're saying right now, like what, what stops us from having just our own zoom school, quote unquote mentoring, what not necessarily mentoring, but, Zoom Academy at mm-hmm. 6 p.m. Um, three days a week for underprivileged kids who now have access to these things to be able to to do some stuff. There's some cool things but that see, we can do in education. 
Go ahead. Um, yeah. that's all. But that's also one of the 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 larger things mm-hmm. that I'm afraid of because this, especially given this administration, this has really exposed the school system mm. to any kind of capitalistic venture. Yeah. And my whole thing is, it's gonna come with great ideas because I was thinking the same. Like mm-hmm. I would love to have a charter school. Yeah. And see, but when I see charter schools, it's like one of them is good for every however many are trash. Yeah. Like, you're right. You ain't wrong when you're right. And, and my thing about it is, I want, I really want good policymakers to get into our public school because the truth is, if this goes to any kind of capitalistic idea where you mm-hmm. have to pay for education, black people are going to get the, the shortest. Short oh no, absolutely. Yeah. We are not. We are not going yeah. to get like we already get the short end of the stick when yeah. it's public school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you start making people and monetizing, pay, it. Yeah. they're just gonna be like, "Well, y'all in the building, y'all are good." Yeah. No. And there are so many charter schools that are like, "Hey, look, I'll come to your city. I'll put your kids in a little shirt and tie, and then I'll move on." Yeah, I'm not. I'm not mm-hmm. a fan of the public charters. I'm not a fan of the yes preps, yeah. the, the the harmonies, mm-hmm. the the kips. I'm not a fan. I mean, because yeah. I have my reasons, but I'm just not a big fan of how it's the kind of the yeah. philosophy of we're just going to keep your kids in here longer and we're going to dress them up a certain way. And guess what? I know I know from a, from firsthand that the teachers aren't as good. So we start yeah. and they don't oh, and oh, they don't oh, pay I'm, the teachers as much. So it's kind of like I'm and, and they're not certified nice. either. All I'm going to dress it up and I'm going to make it look nice. Yep. That's pretty much it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It put some lipstick on some shit. And we're gonna we're yeah. gonna buy an old bank building or uh, old city park, yeah. and then this. Oh school. oh oh! Look, I told you Houston is the Houston is the 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 king, like oh, yeah. uh, the epicenter. Hey, I I bought a I bought an old H E B. I must have my old clothes. To put your yep. kid. I bought an old Fiesta. Yep. I said, oh your oh your third grade class is where the bread used to be. <laughs> yeah. like, that's literally what we do because you're just yeah. like, hey, I got the building space. Your kids are here. They look nice. They're well behaved. And charter school and getting all that money. We're making this disciplinary system yep. mm-hmm. where it's like, look, look how well ordered they are. Mm-hmm. If you went to public school, then boys be wild. Well, you know, you but know that's the number one well thing ordered. with black kids though that they have to oh, be behaved yes. a certain way. They don't work. Yeah. yeah, don't get us on our soapbox, man. You know, oh, I know, don't. I know. You know who was one of the best behaved students in my um, high school? Anthony Daniels, <laughs> Moose Daniels of Urban Flosaurus. Now's as good a time as any to check out the good folks at Urban Flosaurus. The big homie Moose Daniels has been supplying a steady stream of independent, underground, and exclusive R&B, hip-hop, and beyond across your airwaves. Pretty much any day of the week, you can catch Mr. Hydrate or Intoxicate on Facebook Live under Urban Flosaurus, spinning something extra soulful or jazzy that'll either take you back to a certain time in your life or make you wonder why you never heard that track before. Go to his link tree at linktree forward slash urbanflowsaurus to find the links for the radio shows, podcasts, and live performances from Moose Harris. And be sure to follow him at moose underscore Harris on Instagram and Twitter. Man, listen, there's so many ways to consume music these days. And Urban Flosaurus produces content in every which way imaginable. So check him out. Moose Harris of Urban Flosaurus. A different voice with a show like you've never Ooh. heard before. <laughs> If you're looking for the most public school guy with the coldest beer in the world and the biggest cat on the bayou, his name is Moose. Straight A's Daniels. Straight A's. <laughs> straight A's Daniels. Don't you say straight A's Daniels. 
Oh, hey man, <laughs> interesting policy talk on education. I want to, I want to keep having this because it's it's a germane conversation that we need to, um, that we need to keep having, man. But I want to flip back to a couple of things, man. First, just real quickly, I was I was tinkering with some stuff, and I don't know how I ended up on Double XL freshman class, which came out I guess earlier in the summer. And I'm, I'm assuming we never talked about it ever on the podcast because I don't remember. Um, so I don't even know who was on that. They should have kept that. So. Let me just throw out the names and y'all tell me who do you, who do you know and who might actually make some shit pop. Um, so the double XL freshman class this year was started by like the number one person they had on was Pop Smoke, and then he got murdered. Okay, okay. So it was like no more Pop Smoke. They took him off the list because of it. Uh, after Pop Smoke, Polo G. Are we familiar? I heard I heard that name before. I don't know what he. I don't nah, know his song. Me neither. Um, Chica. No. Uh, the female. Yeah, I know. I know who that is. And I haven't heard the music though. NLE Chopper. Yeah, I heard him. Yeah, me, yeah, me too. He yeah. got the little uh, dust, break them off, dust them off, whatever it is. I like that little song. He's straight. Yeah. Right. Uh, Jack Harlow. I like Jack Harlow a lot. No. I'm, a, I'm a fan. I, don't I like Jack. Uh, he's the white. He's the white rapper. He's a white. He's the he's the white rapper of the day. And but his oh, oh candid hit oh, okay that's that's day one that's day one nah, market but, but he got he got he got cuts, <laughs> man uh Lil Keed nah nah Lil nah. Lil T J nah nah fly oh T- that's T J four son shut up flyo foreign nah nah Cali boy I heard that name before I don't know what he what he got there. I feel like I'm thinking about the Older Charlie Boy though, so I would say no. Ah, Rod Wave, I'm a big Rod Wave yeah. fan. Oh, oh, Rod Wave, I know. We like Rod Wave. Um, yeah. it always feels like on these lists, the South people are a year behind. Of like, we already yeah. knew them. They yeah, was they already they already had their wave, and now it's like, oh, they in a double XL, uh, whatever. Yeah. Um, Baby Keem, no. Twenty Four Golden, no. And Mulatto. Yeah, I know Mulatto. Yeah, but that 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 thing been out like six years, huh? Yeah. So, but now she's getting waved with the Gucci track and some yeah. other stuff now. So, so these are the that's the that was the the list, and um, you know, like I said, listen at it. They gonna let Jack Harlow win because he white. NLE Choppy is gonna fall into this little this little mold of the same type of people who do the same type of thing. He'll be around. Yeah, he's kind of in that that you know that lane of the um. He got a good three years. Who I was about to say, the lane I, of the yeah, I never know NBA young I, I boy. Never know how they include a freshman, but not as gangster. Yeah. No, I don't think nobody do that. I was cool with Rod Wade. Yeah, like, Rod, Rod Wade. Rod, Rod, Rod Wade was the one I was gonna say is like the yeah, the leader of the class to me. Um, yeah, but you know, we we did this last year. We got well, this we old too. We so got this know, list youngsters. last year, and y'all boys was like, "Who did we know and who didn't we know?" And let's revisit last year. Last year was Comethazine, and we was both like, we was like, okay, nah. Tierra Whack, nah. no, but listen mm-hmm. where the list goes. Nah. The baby, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, Lil Mosey, Mozzie, whatever his name is, um, mm-hmm. Roddy Rich, mm-hmm. okay, okay, YBN Corday, uh, yeah. YK Osiris, okay, Rico Nasty, no, okay, Gunna. Yeah, Blueface and Mm -hmm. Megan Thee Stallion. So, like last year, okay, in a year that that list kind of 
kind of came to fruition. Like they was on, they was on the they something. Kinda, uh-huh. They was talking about a little bit. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, look, the other thing too is when you get on the list, that's also going to get you a little bit of fair enough. Because people yeah. are like, who are that's you? That's true. So we're going to look back next year and look at this list and be like, if you didn't make it, you wasn't hustling hard enough. You wasn't doing your thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. if you put me a little song out right now with the baby riding with you, Megan Thee Stallion, um, you know, it's 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 going up. It's, it's definitely Especially going she up. She got that gunshot wound to the back of her foot. I mean, I mean pretty <laughs> much. She, yeah. So that's my thing. Like, it's difficult for me for the last five, maybe four. That last XXL with probably J Cole's freshman class or whatever. With Wale that might have been the last. Yeah. Mm. That was the last time I was really considering it because it's like so much music comes out. Like I'm not even blaming XXL. It's like dog, once you drop, there are so many people. Like now nah, I just look. That's at funny. Me. J Cole yeah. was the 2010. That was so long ago. J Cole, yeah. Hill, Nipsey Hussle, Freddie Gibbs, Big Sean, Wiz Khalifa, OJ the Juice Man, J Rock, for Sean and Donis. So yeah, and that that was the last wave that I felt of people coming through record labels like record labels to me are dead now like they exist but they don't I think hold what's weight. crazy is that the next year we've done this before on the podcast but i hadn't looked at it in years but the next year was so much better i mean and that was a fire year like like uh, j cole nipsey hustle freddie gills big sean wiz khalifa that's like a crazy list but then the next year it's like meek mill big crit oh yeah yeah okay. side of prince yeah. yellow wolf little twist fred the guys mac miller yg kendrick lamar <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> That's oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, okay. So if you're looking around that time period, so like for the last five years, it's been kind of like hit or miss. Like yeah. I know y'all gonna get if y'all name ten people, I know y'all gonna get at least four. Yeah. Like four of them gonna be hot. Four of them, I also feel like it like Meg the Stallion being on last year's list was like this that's a gimme. Like, like she's hot. As I look at the list, you said Meg The Stallion is is a freshman class when she been selling for over a year. As I look so at the some list, of the, people the top, the last in the last five years, the only list that was like five years that was had some longevity is 2016. Lil Lil Uzi Vert, Lil Yachty, yeah, Kodak Black, Denzel Curry, mm-hmm. G Herbo, Dave East, Lil Dicky, Anderson Pop. 21 Savage and Designer. That's the only one that's got some state power. Oh, players. they deep. Yeah, like other ones well, I mean, that in the last five designer, years, no, know, not. But, yeah, Designer yeah. was the biggest one at the time probably too. He probably was the yeah, main but he had face. That. Yeah, but it's over with. He had it. And that's my thing where it's like, I'm not saying y'all not going to get anybody right. It's just, I don't think people are really going to a magazine right now to see who's hot. Absolutely. True. Absolutely. Like right now, I literally look at Twitter. That's how I found like, who's that girl? Flo Millie out of Alabama? Yeah. I'd have never heard of that girl if it weren't for Twitter. Well, you know who I would, like, our favorite one right now is your boy from Baton Rouge. Hey, uh, what you call it? I had I had to put the people on. Oh, you not? Oh, I thought you was I thought you was saying um I thought you was trying to steal for, um stand for NBA young boy. Has young has young boy made a list? I'm, um, let me see. No, I think NBA young Fredo, boy made the list. We talking about Fredo. We talking about Fredo Bang, but. NBA Young Boy was no, I don't see him on the list. That- That's what I'm saying. It's one of those things where I'm like, NBA Young Boy is funny because he's one of the arguably biggest selling artists out right now. Yeah, in a time too. of streaming. Oh yeah, I saw I saw him in a I go. saw him in a on a listen heard him on a song the other day with Migos and I was like, hmm, that means yeah. that he's yeah. 
That means Migos mm-hmm. is trying to use him for a wave. Is what that means. No, Absolutely. He, he was in the Absolutely. car with Snoop Dogg the other day on IG. <laughs> yeah, so because it's one of those things where it's like no, he's selling, but people cannot really place how he sells. I mean, NBA Youngboy is a super popular artist, and a whole lot of people do not know. Okay, him. so let's just a whole lot. So let's just he he but he 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 middle he uh six well fifth six seven. Can eight. I go ahead on and say the Can name that's not on the list? Another name that's not on the list that never made a list, but like. We had this conversation. We've been talking about it. We was talking about it at um when we was hanging out this weekend. Listen, bro. Um, Daniel goes hard, bro. I don't care what nobody say, man. Um, Takashi Six Nine. Listen, bro. Oh yeah. <laughs> listen, bro. Okay. With so, so right? let me let me right, just right, let right. me just state my argument, and I'm not gonna be long with it. Go ahead. When go ahead. when go ahead. when um during around the Super Bowl time, one of my homeboys, his son came over, and his son is like a freshman in college right now, and he was like. Takashi 69 the GOAT. And he kept saying yeah. it and we kept laughing. And he was yeah. like, nah, he the GOAT. Like, he the yeah. GOAT. And the same way that Takashi 69 sells albums is the way that NBA Youngboy sells albums. Exactly. It's a count the same way that Triple XX Tension sold albums. It's this thing mm-hmm. that you can't put your hands on, but it's this thing that young kids know. It's this thing that they that they right. download heavy and listen to a million times and probably create bots for their favorite artists and whatever they're yeah. doing right now, it's a thing. Like they're all they don't make the same music, but whatever. And the reason why I say Takashi Six Nine is the goat is because I actually went on his Twitter page recently because of that him pulling up in um, L.A. and being at the Nipsey Hustle thing and saying, "Let me see what he did." And then I just clicked on a song and it was like three videos he had planned, and all three oh, yeah. of them was bangers especially the ones where he's like doing his spanish singing thing yeah they go hell i tried to deny it i mean <laughs> he, he, he snitched or whatever but i ain't gonna lie the little delay spanish song was was rocking that has been his style he's definitely pushed albums mm-hmm. but this is also an age where look i think takashi has had some hits there's no getting around mm-hmm. it i don't believe his sales like ah, that's just it okay like mm. i truly believe young boy sales Cause they mean they they make sense. Like it's like Young Boy does not drop a song and then disappear. Mm-hmm. Like I believe Takashi, just like I believed Little Pump when he came huh. out. Like mm. you have a marketing company behind you that pushes out stuff, but like there's no reason. I'm gonna tell you right now. If I Devon Douglas drop a song with Nicki Minaj and a record company backs it, it would be on the charts for longer than two weeks. For you, Takashi Six Nine, to drop a song like if it fell off the charts, they'd be like, "Oh, that's cool." Devondo rap. That's why that fell off. There's no reason why a so-called number one artist should have a song with Nicki Minaj, and it should disappear. So that tells me I'm like, "Yo, something's up." Like something's yeah, up in the count. Like this, this, is why, this is why we gotta have the and music the reason slash why, education aficionado named just Devon in the yeah, podcast because I never but, thought about that either. Oh, but also the reason why I pointed out is because he knows this because he points out when other people mm-hmm. do. Oh, when he came yeah. out and he's like, "Oh no, Katy Perry, Justin, Justin Bieber, Bieber, and Katy Perry, and all y'all, y'all faking y'all sales." And it's so like, he knows exactly no. how it go. And that's why I'm saying you people need to listen to Takashi because he's not dumb. No. He's a marketer. Mm-hmm. And so that's my thing. Like, he is a 
he's almost a perfect marketer. He is a creation of this streaming era. Mm -hmm. He is a kid that literally grew up and is like, all I need to do is look at what is popular and figure out how to get views. Mm -hmm. The views that sustain the longest, at least when it works out, when I'm trying to come up, are people that hate me. Yeah, yeah. If you dislike me, you are so much more willing to come to my page and look. Just and there's a hate. No button. Just a hate. There's no button that says, oh, well, that's a hate view. Yeah. Like, it don't matter. The problem is when it comes time to sell a product. On a smaller level, we talk about this in artists in Houston. There are artists in Houston that have millions of followers. If you have a million followers, you should be able to sell out a venue. True. If you have a million followers, you should be able to tweet out. And that's why it's funny when it's like, there are artists that don't have... There's a, there's a reason for the rise well, of like... you got to understand gigs. that some of those artists are caricatures and they're not necessarily about the music. You know, like the Plies of the exactly. World and the Sauce Walkers. People not necessarily always following them for their music. You know what I mean? So see, here's the funny thing about that. I think Sauce Walker could sell out a venue. Like, that's what I'm saying. Okay. When I talk about sell out a venue, not only do I think Sauce Walker could sell out a venue... Uh, like if he picks it right, like NBA Young Boy, I, the one of the last concerts I was going to cover before COVID was his. Yes. He had the venue that was downtown by the Hard Rock Cafe. One of the weirdest things about that is usually if they have something there, all the what is that Bayou City, all, the Bayou City thing, Bayou Bayou City uh music hall yeah, or Plaza, theater or whatever, whatever it is. Hmm. So usually. All the writers and stuff get word of mm -hmm. who's going to be there and you apply for their venue and all this other kind of stuff. I'm sending out calls to the people that are running the concert like, yo, I want to cover the concert. I'm not getting calls back, which is kind of out of the norm. So I call some of the other writers and they're like, dog, we're not getting any responses back. Two days before the concert, we're like, oh, they overbooked. This concert's going to be a dud, Right. I talked to somebody at the Bayou Center. I was like, yo, let me get a word on the concert. They said, we're not doing this concert. Somebody paid and rented out the event for the evening. That's one point. Somebody paid in advance and rented out the whole Bayou thing. I was like, okay, that's weird. But the guy was even like, but they're about to lose a lot of money because we don't have no pre-sales. All right, cool. The day the event started, there was a line going down the street downtown. <laughs> they sold out that venue in a day. Not pre-sales. Parents. White parents. Dropping their kids off in front. My homeboy was sending me pictures. I cannot believe that all these kids showed up and sold out And the if venue. they bought the venue that, outright like they did, did they make more money because they were able to sell it? They, they get the whole door. They get the oh, whole they door. absolutely made that money. Because yeah. I can tell you, first of all, with the artists like NBA Youngboy, I know just because racism and systematic alone, they taxed them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They was like, oh, I know you're going to be a problem. We're going to charge you extra, da 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 But they were smart. Hey, cool. Yeah. We'll, we paid it. We rented it out. Up we got the all the security. Mm -hmm. And whatever we pay, we keep. Mm -hmm. Whatever we make, we keep. Yeah. They sold out that whole venue walking up. Mm. Damn. So people were walking up buying NBA Youngboy tickets. When I looked at that concert online, because I knew a couple of photographers that actually went up there, that thing was packed. It looked disorderly and everything. I was like, oh, I'm glad I'm not there because I'm old. Yeah. Them kids <laughs> is young. Love that they shit. was having, them kids what? was loving it. Yeah. 
This this boy standing at the center stage, surrounded by fifty people on stage and thousands of people in that venue, chanting this dude's song with no shirt on. He wasn't even he wasn't even up there long (laughs) with a cigarette. And I said, that tells me that you can sell a product. This Mm -hmm. ain't just streaming. Yeah. This ain't just oh, I left my Xbox on and I played all NBA songs. Mm -hmm. This ain't oh, I just downloaded it. This is something. I don't know if Takashi can get that. Hmm. Well, I've seen, that's I've I've seen concerts of him stage diving and doing a whole bunch I, of stuff. I, I, think, I feel I like if Takashi came to Houston and did the same thing, he would sell that same stuff. But his numbers, got, are, his numbers are way higher than 21. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. I mean, you know, Takashi can get some. But I'm saying to, to be like that. And walk to, up. Yeah, that's heavy. And my other thing, too, is. The level of Takashi. That's 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 say, the point that I think is the thing, right? Like NBA YoungBoy, like Takashi should do what NBA YoungBoy was able to do, exactly. but he should mm-hmm. be able to do it at a three times as bigger venue because of the numbers exactly. of followers, yeah. the number one hits, everything else he has. Yeah. So, because that that that's what shows the realness. Because if we're making Takashi is superstar level, yeah, NBA YoungBoy is supposedly local yeah. level, but that's not how he's moving. Mm-hmm. He's moving like a superstar. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know, man. You ain't wrong when you're right. Man. He giving us a, a whole um, a whole lesson, man. Hey, Devon, if, yeah. <laughs> if you had to go to that concert, like, how much would you pay? Oh, 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 oh that music for nothing nice to say. You know they say if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. If you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. Nothing nice to say, but I'll go nice. I ain't nothing nice. Yeah. Listen, man, racism is still alive and well, man. If 2020 has taught us anything, it's that everything we think about marginalization, prejudice, and injustice are factual happenings, and that the man is real and been holding black folks down way too long. One aspect of this systematic racism that we, are dis- that we were discussing last week on our No Limit Chronicles live reaction show available now on YouTube was racism in the top tiers of sports. Remember when No Limit had their sports agency and everybody went out of their way to let everybody know that they weren't good at their jobs because they was black? The Ricky Williams deal notwithstanding, them boys never got a fair shake because the powers that be don't like the idea of black people controlling all of the money that black comes from black dominance in sports. Another aspect of systematic sports racism was our talk last week about forcing college football players back on the field. So that it can get revenue that comes from the sport and not give two shits about the long-term well-being of the black players. Ply said it best, so feel free to go back and listen to last week's episode and hear that. And when we get to the top level of sports, we still can't win for losing. Masai Ujiri, story loading soon. All that to say, they don't like us. Especially in sports, when we have too much power or they feel like they can't control us. In the same breath, another part of sports that annoys me is the draft process. A team of um, so-called experts from each team get together and forecast your whole career, your character, and your prospects simply based off their gut feeling of who you are as a person and what they think your work ethic may be when you grow up. Keep in mind, they're judging kids. It's definitely got a bit of an auction block feel to it, but um, I don't want to go far too left with this analogy. Remember, when the general managers asked Dez Bryant if his mama was out there turning tricks, and when they questioned Myron Roll if he was too smart to be in the league because he was a Rose Scholar, or if DeMarcus Cousins would make it in the NBA for no particular reason except for the fact that his character was questionable, or the one that 
pissed me off the most when they questioned my man's Darius Geis from LSU about being gay or that he hung with Boosie and Webby and was all about doing things, quote unquote, the dumb way. Well, <laughs> it looks like they all prove y'all wrong. My pe- Wait, what? What you said? Darius Geis got kicked off the team last week for domestic abuse. Just one. Just one. And and this week he got two rape allegations from his days at LSU. See, what had happened was, I mean, I mean, what I was trying to say was, shit, never mind. I ain't got nothing nice to say about niggas who go out of their way to prove them races right. So I won't say nothing at all, man. Hey, he wasn't gay, though. He didn't lie to me. Hey, wow. long story short, they, they didn't get it right. He wasn't gay. He wasn't gay. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucked up. I'm sorry. That's, that's no, I'm but sorry. I mean that's hey, that's the thing they tried to hit him on. They say he he would he dumb way, man. Boosie and Webby. Hey, yeah, I mean, he's the dumb way. Man, I didn't even know he got kicked off the team. I didn't even know that he got kicked off the team two weeks ago behind some domestic abuse. I didn't see that story. I didn't know that either. But now the two rape either. allegations come like the week after. Well, guess what? When he's at LSU, like, come on, man. Six, four years ago, when it rained, it pours, man. I mean, come on. Yeah. It, it, we, we, we all discussed that. It is what it is. But the the when I said Masai Ujiri story loading, absolutely. Did y'all see that? To me, that is some of the most wildest thing. Like, I remember like when I saw the news break and I saw the little thing, I was like, wow. So last year during the championship, if y'all ain't, uh, don't remember, when the Raptors beat the the Warriors, he went down on the court to congratulate the team and then he got in trouble mm-hmm. and it was this big thing because he pushed the security guard. And they had the video of him he, pushing he the security guard. The... the security guard has not worked in over a year because of pain and distress and everything else. Been getting yeah. paid, whatever. And they had sued the, pres- the Raptors mm-hmm. and the organization and the president. And then the whole and video came, came out th- to this week and mm-hmm. that man pushed Messiah Jury. He said, I am the Twice. president... Of the of the Raptors, and he said, "Shut the fuck up and back the fuck up," and pushed him again, yeah. and then that man pushed him back yeah. a third time. Two different angles of it. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, damn. If if this ain't a 2020 story about how they always do us and they always mm-hmm. believe them, I don't know mm-hmm. what it is, man. That's just crazy. That's just crazy, bro. Yeah, yeah. And believe believed him all year for a year. Look, yeah. essentially, I'm sorry, but why would the pre- why would he, in his in his position, come down when his team just won a championship and push a security guard out the blue? Like if the owner of the Knicks came down and got in a squabble with a security guard, we'd be like, "Hey, like, y'all know that security guard messed up, right? Yeah, right. Like y'all know he messed up. If you but yeah. why did we even quit? And everybody, media, and everybody. Well, you know the jury's out. Let's just see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Let's yeah. see what happens. We don't know. Yeah. This man, this black man, might have risked everything to get a couple of shots at a security guard. Because yeah. you know when you win a championship, that's what yeah, you want to do. No, the first thing you listen. Devon, beat up a low level. Just Devon, the, the first thing you do is, is is go down there and slap the first person making <laughs> twenty two dollars an hour. <laughs> exactly. That's the first thing. Like he came down. That, like that, that, especially, especially when where is the where you, is the nearest you win white the man that works for me? And you about to go get some, they about you got to make them people pay you some more money because you that good. You put them together. The first thing you do on your mind is to walk down there and slap the first twenty two dollar yeah. an hour person you see. Slap the taste out of their mouth. Out of their twenty two dollars. I don't think they talk about the story enough. 
That's the first thing you want to do. Come on, I, I don't think they're talking about it enough. I feel like it should be all over ESPN. Yeah, no, it's, it's raw shit. If LeBron did some crazy stuff, duh, if LeBron did something like this and he got found out that he did it, that's all we'd be hearing about. They shut know. down everything. Le- LeBron, LeBron's next to Jesus, man. I don't know how he well, my, my, my man, point look. is just that, put it the other way. If he had actually just walked up and pushed the cops, guess what? The cops oh, would have yeah. released that body cam footage the week oh, it happened. Mm. Absolutely. The, the, the next day. That should, t- First that should all, tell you that everything you need to know is. when it's when well, something happens. Well, you know, TMZ you know, got secured yeah. that TMZ secured that that body footage now. That's TMZ. But think about TMZ right now, <laughs> you talk you talk about a dude of this stature, and that's a cop. He was moonlighting as that. Like mm-hmm. that's a real cop. Mm. Like that's how. Look at his response to cover himself. A is, black man. Dog, I was being attacked so mm-hmm. badly I had to fight. Yeah. And that's how bad. He said that knowing that there was video oh, out. Well. Knowing, knowing that, that he, he had recorded video that himself. Everybody got a camera out. But there are millions of people, thousands of people in this stadium. Listen, people, and, it don't even got to be that. You had a camera on you. Yes. Knowing your own security footage is going to come out, oh, and you man. still lied and was like, you know yeah. what, he was beating me. Because so guess what? Because yeah. they gonna believe it. White privilege. And guess what they did? Yeah. They believed That's it. White it privilege. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they said, hey, we, hey, we're gonna we're gonna hold this as long as we possibly can, but it's gonna come out at some point. Crazy yeah. shit. That was they told. And me. black people have to do that thing. Like, wait, I felt like all black people knew what he said when he was like, "That's all right. The evidence gonna come out." Yeah. But now I gotta wait almost a year. <laughs> like, and he countersuing he right. suing, I'd be countersuing it. I need all twenty two dollars an hour that you make. Oh yeah, no, I uh, would be for the next twenty two years. Hey, but hey. I want, I want, I yeah, I want my money out of him. Yeah, no, for the next twenty two years. As but a matter of fact, his, if I'm that rich, but what about his kids? I'm hiring what about black kids. I'm hiring a private investigator just to investigate yeah. him all the time. Come about that. Picture, I want to know any money coming. I need you to file. I, I need you to file bankruptcy, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I need you to file. I need you to file bankruptcy multiple times. Yeah, twice. Like, like nah, every ten years, you got to refile. Yep. <laughs> but you, what do you even need the money? Care. You're the president of the Raptors. Relax. No, I'm gonna donate it. I'm gonna donate it. I'm gonna donate it. I'm gonna donate in his name. I would donate all the money. I'd make sure he was entered in competitions. That way, if he win money. I get it. <laughs> I'm gonna to the, I want that to man the to win the lottery. Be like, oh, did you did you pay me my money? All right, cool. Give it to me so I can burn it. I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna donate this somewhere. Nah, you know what? I'm gonna pay. I'm gonna pay for a thousand girls to go to the NBA Young Boy. Class. A thousand <laughs> white girls. <laughs> <laughs> a thousand white girls, and they get backstage passes to do whatever. But no, but listen, it. though, Al, I'm gonna I'm gonna go the day of on the walk up and get it. And I'm just gonna stand outside <laughs> and hand them out. <laughs> just stand, uh, stand right by the ticket booth. I yeah. got the next. 50. Hey, you need a ticket. You need a ticket. You need a ticket. Y'all together? He gotta go. One, two, three, everybody gotta go else on the, coming the up. team. Um, on the team website and be like in Toronto tonight. NBA Young Boy concert. I'm gonna be outside yeah. giving out tickets to the first five hundred white girls. Hey, and and uh, listen. All the way you get the ticket if you hashtag the cop name. You gotta take a picture. <laughs> you know what? Too okay. So that's the other thing. I get tired of the fact, like, the cop is what did something wrong. I don't even know man's yeah, name, dog. The cop. Uh-huh. We should be saying, we should be, his name should be Mud, dog. All these cops do Don't make me no hashtag, disappear. no slogan, man. 
it's Canada. That's what I'm saying. It's if Canada, the cops man. mess with me, if the cops kill me, dog, hashtag they next. Right? Like, yeah. I want everybody to know, like, yo, this dude, this dude's a piece of trash. Not, yeah. Like, that's I'm, I, I disagree. I, I would prefer I prefer to be um I, I prefer to be the Mike um Brown than the other than the cop who killed him. Oh, you want you want to you want to be hashtag? Well, I don't. Name well, I mean, you know, my favorite little song right now is that Toby song, Toby Nguyen, whatever. What? How do you pronounce his last name? You know this. Nguyen. Is, is Nguyen. it? Yeah, Why do y'all know how to pronounce things in um in in? In Nigeria, because I grew up in I grew I grew up in Houston. Okay. I grew, and then I grew I up talk, around Nigeria. When I talked to him one time, he corrected his did. name. Okay, <laughs> we'll make we'll make it home. That's my little jam right now. When he say, "Don't make me no hashtag, no slogan." Just if you ain't heard that one, go yeah. go download that thing. It's a whole fool. But uh, hey, yeah. let me ask y'all a question: Why the hell every time we get just Devon on the podcast, it's a marathon It'll podcast? Be two hours. <laughs> Oh, I didn't. I, oh, oh, my bad. I didn't know y'all were used to uh, the quick. Like in an interview, I do an hour. I thought this was like a regular, like like a Joe Budden esque. Well, three hours. We do our, our regular dad is an hour and about hour fifteen, hour twenty. We go this a little long. Hour thirty. This extended. This that drum. Yeah, rump. This that. That's what we hovering at. We we one thirty five. Rump hello to my little friend. Yeah, man. Y'all gave us that extended clip. They cut. Yeah. I mean, I had what shit since we here. I was going in with this one story, man, because I did have another story, man. Let me can, can I please talk about um a hyphenated last name um black woman before we get out of here? <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, hyphenated last name black woman. Go uh, for it. A Harris County civil judge, Judge Alexandra Smoots Thomas. Thomas. <laughs> okay, she served on the bench of the 164th Civil Court District for ten years. Uh, she got suspended last year and has been charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Uh, oh, so wow. she, <laughs> the investigator said that she went to a woman's driveway and was honking and causing a disturbance. When a woman came outside, she and Smoots Thomas, Thomas got in an argument, according to police. Then Smoots Thomas, Thomas allegedly fired that pistola at the woman. Hmm. Uh, her what? attorney, Kent Shafter, told ABC 13 that the woman involved in the incident is the girlfriend of Smoots Thomas' husband. Thomas. Hmm. Oh, she was arrested on Wednesday and she is being held on a $1,000 bond. She's currently suspended after being charged last year using campaign funds on jewelry, luxury items, her mortgage, and more. And she even announced she's still running for re-election in 2020. (laughs) (laughs) She going to get it. She was charged with 10 counts of wire fraud. Wow. Yeah, she pled not guilty. She claimed that she used 25 racks and campaign funds to play for items like a luxury handbag, a $700 ring, her children's school tuition, and her mortgage. Uh, well, that's all part of campaigning, though, because you can't have your children in public school if you're running for office. Come on. You're not wrong when you're right. But um, <laughs> Smooth Thomas was out. Smooth Thomas, Thomas was out letting that, letting that chop, letting that thing um, ride sideways at that woman's house, man. That's crazy, bro. Sorry. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, I mean, that's all. It's not too much else to say except for the fact that it's wild. She, um, that's yeah. wild. I'll tell you what it's say. Uh, how crooked is your system where a judge, like, that? She wasn't even worried about her job. Duh. I'd be worried about my job. Like, I'm nah, like, yo, I can't. You gotta realize, say it. it hit different. Take my when license. old man cheating on you, you trying to run for re election. That look bad on your <laughs> That do. 
and then like, and then no, and then you you probably she probably know the chick. Like she probably been probably went to high school with us. So yeah, yeah, and she told her to relax her husband, and the lady refused. And she saw that text message. Said, I don't care nothing about her. Come get this thing. Come get this whap. And when she uh, saw that whap, and then and then when she sent this, the when she sent the dude the song, set off. And she listened to NBA Young Boy the whole way. When she pull up, she she, de- was, she definitely did. She was on yeah. that. She was on that. Uh, what you call it, dummy? Stupid. <laughs> and then when she shot that thing, she said, "Yeah, that is that whap. That weak aiming pistol." <laughs> <laughs> How long did you have that one say? <laughs> like, what, 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 you just make sure over here we go. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Uh, most of the time, it's come up. Yeah, had that one saved up already. Yeah, man. Nah, we just make him up as we go. This is part. Like, this is part. Wire fraud and wire fraud, and you out here firing guns at people, busting guns at the hey. most, man. But I mean, no, you, you're a listen. judge. You, but you, but you, you can't be a judge with a little coach purse. You got to be a designer bag, seven hundred dollars. Your kid, you can't. No, be the ring, the ring was seven hundred dollars, man. Oh, okay. So she went to uh, what that place called? Uh, Tiffany's got her little ring. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then I mean, uh, I don't even know why you're talking been... about no seven hundred dollar ring like that's a big, a big money purchase. No, I'm saying the hook, the hook, the hook <laughs> probably got that for the girl. I'm thinking the husband got that for the girlfriend. That's probably why she's really mad. That's a mistress ring. Yeah, seven hundred dollars. Cause them the rings that go on your uh on your middle finger, <laughs> and your point of <laughs> on your panky daddy. Okay, she she's a civil court judge. Cause I was about to be like, dang, I know if you put me in jail, I'm getting out. Right? I feel like, hey, uh, my my judge out here busting incompetent. guns at people. My like, judge is doing incompetent. Y'all gotta let me out. <laughs> Y'all have to let me out. Bye. I gotta go. She probably stayed in the uh in the chief office that said that she ain't they ain't put it behind bars. She's in the chief office chilling. Now the real question is which one of y'all voted for? Uh if she was oh, a if she was a Democrat and she was in my district, I voted, I voted for her. I voted. Because <laughs> I'm about to say, which one of y'all voted for? Because she was voted. up. Like definitely, <laughs> definitely voted for. Her. And will again. Anybody who willing to bust their gun behind their old man. Yeah, I mean Especially that's, when he bought when he when he buy that chick a seven hundred dollar ring. That's pretty much my go to. Like, if I don't know who the twenty two hundred. If I don't know who the candidate is and they got a hyphenated last Democrat. name, I just say, Oh, they must be black. Right. And I vote for them. Got to be. I gotta be honest. I be Googling and sometimes I just look at the picture and just move on. So I feel like who was she running against? Thornton? Yeah. I might have voted for her. Oh yeah, you voted for Smooth Thomas. Thomas. After she, I, 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 I might, I might have voted for Smooth Thomas. Thomas. Smooth Thomas just sounded like a cool name. Smooth Thomas. Yeah. Thomas. But looking back, that sounds like somebody that might bust a gun. So yeah. you know, <laughs> Thomas. You don't want that Smooth Thomas. Yeah, I got you. No, I agree. Big, big agreement. Oh, hey man, listen, man, we didn't get y'all an extendo clip, man. Hundred minute daddy today, man. Look, hopefully. Everybody out there enjoyed um, the Best Friend Weekend podcast. Go check up everything we're doing. And also, um, as we always say when Just Devon comes on, go check out In My Humble Opinion, uh, streaming everywhere that you look for everything on YouTube, on Instagram, all that other good stuff. Um, It's about time for y'all to have the Best Friend Weekend back on the... uh, Back on the ones and twos on our our YouTube, on our Zoom, Daddy. Huh? Yeah. I said we definitely got to do it. Yeah, so it's been about a year, so we'll get that popping, so all that good stuff. But um, as always, until next weekend, until Bye. next time, have a great weekend. Bye. Bye. Make it a best friend weekend. Bye.